Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There was an egg person. Have you been to a hotel that's got an egg person? <laughs> Actually, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> oh my God, I love the egg person. I basically just had like an omelette with whatever every day. Was I've it? never done an all-inclusive before. I've Have never you? done it. No. It's fucking insane. It's insane. <laughs> oh, also, even though it says explicit in our podcast, I have to quickly tell you that my small cousin listened the other day. She's yeah. super gorgeous and lovely. And mm. uh, apparently we dropped some F-bombs very soon in. So uh, I'm just warning mm. for any children. Um, but yeah, it was... <laughs> fucking amazing it was so good we went on like a dolphin spotting thing so you know like a boat where a bloke takes you out and then oh, you wow. see yeah. if you can find them and then they were like do you want to swim with them and we were like oh uh and then they just sort of shove a snorkel thing on your face and they go 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 and chuck you off the side and it's like fucking hell i was ter- i i didn't it sounds very spoiled but i didn't really like that no. I just kept diving into sort of petrol-filled water <laughs> with my g- goggles immediately filling up. I couldn't see anything anyway. At one point, Daze was like, they're underneath you. The dolphins are underneath you. And I was like, get me out of here now. I don't want them to be underneath me. I don't like this. <laughs> oh, I got explosive diarrhea. I forgot to say about that. Oh, dear. All this, all those curries. There's all, it's all it was. That was actually when we had three curries in a row. So that, Sometimes it's worth it. Anyway. Yeah, it was. I think I had another one the next day. (laughs) Welcome to episode 157 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she is your other host, Holly Taylor. We are both firmly average runners who don't take life or running too seriously. On this podcast, we talk about health, politics, stuff on TV, and what we ate last night. Occasionally, we talk about running. We are back from our holidays. Holly has been swanning about in luxury and has lots to talk about, but as an overthinker, we still manage to circle back to the busyness of our brains. We talk about our various holidays, and I've actually done a bit of holiday running, so there's even something relevant to talk about. And the reason that I've been keeping up with it is because of some big news. Very excitingly, Holly and I are off to New York in November with Sports Tours International for me to run the marathon and Holly to support and tell you guys how it's going. So I've needed to keep an eye on that mileage as a result. We also talk about the London Vitality 10K and Hull's training, which he's a little bit worried about. We talk about running apps, training plans and how to keep our heads on the right track as well as our feet. By the way, if you love this podcast, and of course you do, there is a way to get more Holly and Esther nonsense, and that's by becoming part of our pod squad on Patreon, where you can get involved in live Zoom calls with us, weekly newsletters, and a chat room all for you. If you're part of our cheer squad, you can watch these podcasts on actual video. Fancy that? Come and join us at patreon, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash women's running. 
Paul, haven't you always dreamt of crossing that iconic finish line on the mall with Buckingham Palace behind you and a well-earned medal in your grasp? Well, of course, but the 26.2 miles that you've got to run before you get there, not so much. Yeah, fair enough. But I'm not talking about the London Marathon. Did you know that the London Vitality 10,000 finishes on the exact same mile? You can have the same final victory lap without having to run a marathon. As if. Isn't running a 10k still going to be a little bit tricky? I I think 10k runners are meant to be of the speedy variety. Well, yeah, that's true. Some of them are. But if you join our very own Women's Running Wave, we'll be setting off right at the back without any time pressure whatsoever. There'll be space for speedy runners and slow plodders alike. Plus, we'll be starting the race together and supporting each other all the way round. Well, 100% sign me up. And also, quick request, can we have a cold glass of Savvy B afterwards? Oh, most definitely. And not only that, but we'll also be meeting up beforehand in our own special women's running zone where we can all do a little excited wee in our pants together. Sounds bloody brilliant. Head to vitalitylondon10,000.co.uk today and select the Women's Running Wave when you sign up to run with us, as well as hundreds of other brilliant women. Link in the show notes. So we're, we're back. We are back from an actual holiday. It feels really weird to see you because we did so many recordings, really, I'm like crammed them all in together and then we've... This is like the second time I've seen your face, but in two weeks. But yesterday wasn't, I couldn't really speak to you. So No, kind of... we had quite a serious meeting yesterday. So yeah. we just kind of had to go, yes, oh, yes, I agree. <laughs> and all of that stuff. And we haven't yeah. actually had a chill catch up. <laughs> yeah, we were being, pretending to be professionals yesterday, weren't we? Yeah. yeah. But this is our time to be wholly unprofessional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I've missed you. How was it? Did you have a lovely holiday? It was amazing. It was so lovely. Um, yeah, I, did I say I did, I told you about five times, but I don't know whether I told the listener that for the sake of, if I didn't, we went to Mauritius, my family on a so posh (laughs) once in a lifetime family holiday. And it was incredible. Um, really, really lovely. Uh, we stayed in this really, really lovely resort that was, um, uh, it was really sustainably focused, so they didn't use any single-use plastic or anything. It was all oh, nice. like refillable stuff, and um, yeah, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were also because there is this thing, isn't there, of like the horrible feeling of being a privileged Western white person and going somewhere where I mean, it is wouldn't there it, it was an uninhabited island there wouldn't even be people there if it weren't for colonialism and slavery mm. and so i think i felt really conscious of that um and um i was a bit like oh god i don't want to just be sort of sipping a pina colada and not being aware of the surroundings at all and actually the hotel were amazing with um the like local kind of entertainment and stuff it was all very very like Mauritian traditional stuff yeah, so nice. there were traditional dance performances and traditional music and they didn't just sort of play for you while you went ha 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 ha, ha. like it was an experience where they taught you about the instruments they were using and about the and it was it was really nicely done I felt so it wasn't hotel. like full English breakfast 
Um, no, it wasn't. Karaoke. Oh my god, there was an egg person. Have you been to a hotel that's got an egg person? <laughs> Actually, I can, I'm going to say yes. Uh, where was that? That was in um, bloody. That was when I was in the Canaries. A few, and there was an egg person doing specialist eggs. Oh, Amazing. I, I think actually you talked about that on the pod. <laughs> uh, oh my god, I loved the egg person. I, I basically just had like an omelette with whatever every day, so, with chilies. Sometimes with chilies. Sometimes with spring yeah. onion and peppers and <laughs> honestly, whatever she wanted to chuck in it, I was happy. <laughs> so I love it. And I th- I'm thoroughly missing having an egg person in my life. I have to become my own egg person again, which I won't. Um, so that was amazing. Um, food was great. Was I've it? never done an all-inclusive before. I've have never you? done it. No, I always just thought it was people like coughing on food and stuff like that. And It's everybody fucking else's. insane. It's was- insane. <laughs> Oh, also, even though it says explicit in our podcast, I have to quickly tell you that my small my small cousin listened the other day. She's yeah. super gorgeous and lovely. And mm. uh, apparently we dropped some F-bombs very soon in. So uh, I'm just warning mm. for any children. Um, but yeah, it was <laughs> fucking amazing. It was so good. There were... Um, that, Could they, you eat they, whenever you liked? That's what worries me about much. is that you can only eat in a window because I like to eat kind of pretty much. So. It was mm. like, yes, you could eat constantly if you wanted. It was like the, the breakfast, I think, was open from about 7.30 till 10.30. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. And that was a buffet, but with, yes, egg person, pancake person, um, <laughs> which was great. And then they had, um, yeah, like fruit and that was all like local, lovely, like pineapple that tasted like pineapple I've never tasted before. That was oh, amazing. Amazing. Um and that was great. You could get stuff like baked beans if you wanted, but mm. I think it was quite nice to have different things for breakfast. Uh, though my dad loved a full English. He had a few of them. Um, oh, lovely. So, um, yeah, uh, the breakfast was open from then. And then I think lunch opened from 12 until 5.30. Oh, I know nice so you window. really can go whenever you want. <laughs> and then dinner opened at 6.30 or something and then cracked on till 10 o'clock. So, so you've got you just that one hour of being whenever. starving. Yeah, yes, lovely. and I suppose just the night time that you couldn't. But there was this little bar thing that um, did like crisps and nuts and banana mm. chips, which oh, was cool. Nice. So you could go and get like bits like that mm. anytime, I believe. Um Amazing. It was so good, Esther. I loved it. And it was, I loved Mauritian food because it was really, um, like it's, it's super multicultural. So lots mm. of it, um, because the, I think it was the nasty French, it could have been the nasty English, mm. uh, brought over a load of indentured in- Indian workers, um, in the like early 1900s, 1900s, late 1800s, I think. Um, mm. there's a lot of, um, Indian origin Creole people there um mm-hmm. and uh so there's a load of like it's basically everything is inspired by curry so loads oh, of the food amazing. is like spicy and delicious and amazing sauces and it's so good yeah. so there was like a there were multiple different restaurants within the all-inclusive thing so you could go to the curry place that was specifically mm-hmm. inspired by yeah, Indian cuisine um, there's quite a lot of Chinese culture and influences, like a big Chinatown there and stuff. So there was a Chinese influenced one. There was a more traditional, more traditional Mauritian mm-hmm. place. Um, and there was um, a more sort of 
posh, but it had like seasonal stuff. So it did like and like local ingredients. So that was like a kind of three course sit down on the beach mm. thing, which was insane. Oh, wow. So wow. good. Bloody that hell. had it was so cool. I can't believe everything we had. I was like, I don't deserve this. Um <laughs> but I had palm hearts at that place. Palm hearts. It was great. <laughs> palm hearts. Insane. <gasps> oh wow. And like yeah. and so and was it really, really super hot? Uh, it was actually perfect. It was like 25, 26 degrees. Uh, nice. And it felt hotter than that because it's quite humid. But yeah. it wasn't the kind of humid where you're like, you know, when you're sitting in a hot tub and you're all you're doing is just breathing in steam and you're like, <gasps> and sometimes yeah. it can feel a bit like that when you're in a very yeah. hot country. It wasn't like that. And I was just chatting to Sally, our publisher, earlier. Mm-hmm. And she's been before and she went in April and she said it was like, you kind of just had to move from one air-conditioned room to another. Oh, so, really? Yeah. yeah. So I think actually, even though I kept going, oh, we're going in winter. Oh, it's going to be awful. It's going to be winter. Um, it was actually pretty perfect. There were a couple of days where it was quite windy, um, which was quite nice, actually, quite a nice relief. And that was kind of when we chose to do, rather than chilling out and swimming mm-hmm. and stuff, that was when we chose to kind of do some trips around the island and explore the place a bit more Um, was it beautiful it was so beautiful it was so beautiful though it did spark a lot of debate in my family because my mum and dad went to the whole reason we did this holiday was my mum and dad went to Mauritius for their honeymoon 30 years ago oh oh I know and they met a couple there who were there celebrating I think actually it was 25 years at that time but yeah celebrating a big chunk of of um wedded years together that were doing an anniversary trip um and they brought their family with them so they had this idea from the very beginning that they really wanted to come back one day when they had family yeah bless them yeah um so there was quite a lot of talk from my dad who is a he he is a grumpy bastard and loves to be about how oh it was ghastly it wasn't like this when we did this because there has been quite a lot of building up of infrastructure like and I can see what he meant in that some of it felt a bit like European or Americanization of kind of like seeing a Chanel in the middle of a thing or whatever but also it was like I thought it was quite awesome to see this island that was like some parts are still literally like rainforest and then how amazingly and poshly some of these like places mm. had been done like in the kind of capital around the waterfront and stuff like some of it's like super super swanky but my yeah. dad was like um I don't know we were all like you're a nasty piece of work because are you basically just saying you'd like everybody to be sort of living in a mud hut while you're wandering while you're si- sipping a pina colada in your hotel and I think yeah. that made him kind of realize like oh no that's not what I that's not what I mean really yeah. I think he just loves the past he's a pasto yeah yeah well, everyone's a nostalgia. everyone loves a bit of nostalgia don't they it is it's, yeah. I think it's always tricky to go back to somewhere and see how it's changed but I can see I can see what you mean like going going with kind of fresh eyes and the kind of juxtaposition of those kind of the two things yeah and as long as kind of as long as it doesn't seem to reflect kind of poor treatment of people you know um no I don't yeah, think I'd- so I think I'm interested if anybody's got thoughts and wants to write in and who's been or been to a similar place, 
I felt mm. I felt quite comfortable. We did we did go to a museum where we could learn about um, the slaves and the indentured workers that were there, um, and that was I think that made me feel um, like. I don't know. It's not. It sounds very white savory to be like, oh, well, okay, I've learned about all the stuff. I can enjoy my holiday yeah. now or anything. Yeah. But it was just. I think that that was an important thing for all of us to do, just to understand. I think just to understand the context of the place more. Yeah. And, and, and so you're not kind of in a bubble, in a holiday bubble, yeah, which I think yeah. you can you can quite often do when you're in those kind of Caribbean sort of or whatever. Totally. If you're in you a can, resort thing where you basically yeah. could get away with not having to leave and not having to see anything else, like yeah. to actually go and go to a local market and go to a Hindu temple and like those were my favorite days where we mm. did things like that. Um and we did also my other favorite day was we we did swim I I don't I think this is legal so I'm really hoping I'm not getting any boat workers in trouble here but we did dive in and have a little swim with some sea turtles. No way. No way. <laughs> it was so awesome. Oh my god, it was that's so amazing. Awesome. Oh. Maybe I'll put my sea turtle video on Patreon or something. I think you should. I, I want to see it at the very it's least. It's Doug's actually. It's Doug's. I'm taking credit there. It's, it's okay. Doug's video. But that is Doug amazing. bought a GoPro, which was a great plan because oh. it's very, very clear, crystal clear water there, basically. Yeah. So it was, it was great. You could really see. Oh, and it went underwater. Yeah. <gasps> so you can see sea turtles underwater. Oh, that is amazing. <laughs> it was, that was incredible. There were so many things that we did that I was like, well, I'm not allowed to do this. This is ridiculous. This is for the, this is for the Kardashians. Yeah, it does. It does feel like a, um, the, I don't know if you're aware of, there, was, there used to be, a, um, I don't know if there still is, but there used to be a travel operator called Sandals. Oh yeah, them? yeah, yeah, yeah. There's and an it's, episode it's... of the US Office where Michael goes on a trip with Sandals. Yeah. I yeah. I think, Sandals, I, I think I can slag sandals off. Not that I've ever been on a sandals holiday. I'm happy to slag off things that I don't know that much about. Yeah, go for it. Thanks. I don't even know they still exist. No idea if they still exist. But the one thing I remember, but but sandals catalogues were all like, it's always like white heterosexual couples strolling along beaches yes. and, and being ministered to by the locals. Um, those, and I remember, <gasps> I, I can slag it off because they got... They got reprimanded quite rightly, I think, in the media because they only sold ho- holidays to heterosexual couples. Yeah. So if you're gay, you couldn't go. Well, that was something that I did <laughs> feel a little bit. I wasn't sure how I felt about that. So Mauritius is a is one of the more progressive um, countries it, within Africa when it comes to same-sex couples' rights. But mm. um, I think... I think it's sort of one of those things that like technically isn't legal, but it's not really policed and nobody's really actually going to arrest you on the street. Like I think it's like, but I did feel a little bit like I didn't see anybody who wasn't a heterosexual couple in the resort. And that made me a bit sad. Yeah. And I was reading Young Mungo, you know, the Stuart Douglas oh, God, book. Yeah, and it's I haven't got, even got two blokes yet. kissing on the front. So I, yeah. I, I, I loudly read it all over the resort to try and make a <laughs> statement. <laughs> but then I was also like trying to be, I don't know, there's a thing as well of being like conscious of like culture and I don't want to actively do something that's going to like I don't want to sort of shock people on purpose in a way that feels like I'm trying to be kind of 
like purposely making people feel uncomfortable also I don't feel like I'm going to accept like when it comes to people's rights as human beings that feels oh, like a Holly, different thing do you really, oh my god you're so you're, you, are you an overthinker by any chance oh god I overthink <laughs> it all I overthink it all before we went on the holiday Doug and I were basically googling like is it okay that we're going on this holiday I don't, oh. can we still be can we still be good people who are yeah. like oh it's, it, it, it does all feel like a by the way I've just found out what sandals still exist yes oh does still it? exist uh luxury Caribbean holidays so I don't think we're going to be getting any <laughs> luxury Caribbean holidays from them anytime soon ah <laughs> uh, poor sandals oh well mm. yeah Oh, well, that sounds amazing. It was incredible. incredible. But, you know, I think it's, I wanted to say as well that Mm. I think for like when you see pictures of people on amazing holidays or doing amazing things on social media, um, like we were talking when we got back about the fact that the photo album that you end up with is never, is never the full picture. And I had awful anxiety. Yeah. I mean, there are always bits that will... Um, I didn't deal very well with the heat. I kept having hot flashes and then Googling hot flashes and panicking about it. Um, oh, Holly. I know. Yeah. I kept um, lying. I had just a few nasty lie awake at nights and like like we were talking about earlier and I don't, I don't, we were talking about that off podcast. So sorry, that's not any use to anybody. But yeah. Esther and I were talking earlier about lying when a thought, a little colonel wakes you up at four o'clock in the morning. Colonel... Not, Colonel Sanders. Not, not a... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a man think of any other colonels. Yeah. Comes in <laughs> and tries to sell you some fried chicken. Yeah. yeah. Him. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when when something like a nugget wakes you up <laughs> yeah, <easier>. yes. <laughs> in the morning at like two or three o'clock in the morning and it becomes a um uh, a spiral and then mm. you end up in a I was yeah had a, an awful one last night where I just woke up feeling really bad um and I don't even know about what but I had I had quite a few of them over the holiday which was a real shame and I actually think that a huge part of why they got why they turned into deep thought spirals was um because of the fact that I thought I'm in paradise and I'm so lucky to be here for all of the reasons that we just discussed. Like I can feel safe here. I am uh, super lucky to be in this position. I am with a family that love me and I love them. And I felt, mm. but here I am still feeling not, not great. And, you know, that wasn't the whole time, but like just to just to say that there are always snapshots. Yeah. My dad wasn't very well for the last couple of days, and like there mm. are always. Oh, I got explosive diarrhea. I forgot to say about that. Oh dear! All this, all those curries. There's all. It's all. It was. <laughs> that was actually when we had three three curries in a row. So that, sometimes it's worth it. Yeah, know. it was. I think I had another one the next day. <laughs> Oh, oh dear. But, but I, I, I entirely concur. I completely, you know, what you were just saying about the kind of, um, you, you, you can be lying there surrounded by, you know, you're, you're in a location surrounded by people that love you. You're having yeah. this incredible time on a paradise island. 
food is being brought to you, you know, mm. you can choo- pick and choose whatever you do every day. And yet there's still something nagging at you. And and I can really empathize with that as a sort of, why can't I be more happy in this situation? Yeah. You know, why, you know so I, that's something that happens to me a lot. Yeah, actually. unfortunately, it's not how it works, is it? And it's like, you mm. can be surrounded by paradise and still have depression, anxiety, OCD, whatever it is that you're struggling with, because brains are sort of doing their own thing, regardless of... But it definitely helps practically. Um, Mm. When I first started getting really bad anxiety, I remember the doctor saying, actually, the best medicine we can offer you is signing you off work for a week or whatever. And actually, even though even though anxiety still exists and my my anxiety is actually rarely related to work, I like my job and Mm. um, it is often more to do with fear of death. But um, in general um classic but, uh <laughs> but um like yeah I think quite a lot of oh, I completely lost my train of thought so never mind. <laughs> fuck it anyway how was your holiday <laughs> welcome to the women's running po- anyway uh, oh yeah, yeah um, please welcome <laughs> I'm gonna mention the word running here we go running just in case any kind oh, of yes, search yes, engine yes, optimization sort of comes up and goes oh my god it's been 19 minutes and you're not talked about running 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 la 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 there we go um <laughs> and now it's gone talked about running too much points down on, on the <laughs> mark down on the seo mark down pretending on the SEO. to talk about running <laughs> shit <laughs> oh how was mine mine was mine was good and um yeah it was it was it was kind of it's really weird it's the same thing it was lovely to have um two weeks away it was very frantic it was a very different holiday to yours but it was kind of lots of little holidays all crammed together yeah yeah because yeah. I was gonna um, say even being away for with when you when you're traveling um like being away for it was 10 days in total that we were away for and actually it went in an complete flash so when you're breaking it up into little bits I imagine that must have felt like you barely got a chance to settle before you're off to the next place yeah and because I'm a um you know an inherent you know list maker and organizer Mm. I found it all quite stressful so Mm -hmm. we had to try I try not to bang on about it too long but we had three days in Cornwall in one bang on about it I banged on about mine I think everyone's. I hope everyone's interested. <laughs> yeah, but yours was interesting. Um, but so yours my, is. I had. I I've been away for two weeks, mm-hmm. and in that time, we've stayed in uh, two places in Cornwall, um, two Airbnbs in France, one place with my family, another Airbnb in France, and then home. So there was a lot of, and there's a lot of shifting around because we had sort of. Like the first bit of the holiday was like um, three days with some friends where we had to bring all our own bedding. So there was kind of making the beds and then unmaking the beds and that kind of thing. And then we went to another little place. And then we, and then after the other little place, we caught the ferry over to Brittany, um, which was, oh, Dave is going to go on about this for years now because basically he decided to fork out extra money on Brittany ferries for a cabin <gasps> so inst- instead of having to hang out with the hoi polloi and dodge little piles of puke which we did have to do when we went upstairs when it was quite oh really cool. it was a bit choppy it meant it was a little bit choppy on the way back and that, uh, that was gruesome but it meant so for the five hour because it was the kind of Plymouth 
Roscoff Crossing, which is five yeah. hours if you do it during the daytime, but you can, you can do it overnight. Anyway, this was daytime one. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got a cabin anyway, and it was just amazing. It was like the one luxury bit of the whole two weeks was having a cabin there and a cabin back. And we had four beds. And you beds. can put your luggage in there. You, can, you don't have to drag it all around the ferry. Exactly. We could bring our own food in there. We could, they had, so we had like on the way back, we put on two films back to back. Then the kids did screen while me and Dave had a bit of a nap. <laughs> it was just like oh my full God. screen for five hours. And it was just brilliant. And because on the way there, our big, our big mistake is that we left the cabin, which you, you should never do. Book a cabin, stay on the cabin. Oh, really? We left the cabin, went to the kind of hoi polloi deck. Sorry, hoi polloi. Went to go and get <laughs> went to go and get some food, and Dave took one bite of the chips and he went, "These chips actually taste of wee." <gasps> and when you smelt them, they smelt of ammonia, and it's like I don't want to eat that anymore. Oh, the I wonder what that absolutely, was. I don't know. It's probably cleaning fluid. The food or is rank on a ferry. No offense, but Brittany ferries, you rank. really need to sort it out. I when I went when I went on the the classic crossing with. David, whatever his name was. What was that? What was he called again? That you know, I went on that ferry crossing and um oh, and God, everyone yes, yes. It, was, it was just raucous. <laughs> everyone was so pissed because yeah. it was like a Friday night ferry crossing or That's whatever. That's right. Was that Brittany um, Ferries? It was Brittany Ferries, uh, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was Brittany Ferries and um it's Britney Ferries. Uh, sorry, that was it. <laughs> I really wanted to do that. I've never thought about that connection before. Um, but, um, <laughs> but David, somebody we called him. Yeah, we, David you did. Blavids or something yeah. I called him. Uh, yeah, or Blav- yeah. Blavis. Oops. <laughs> Whatever his name was. Yeah. But, um, but um, <laughs> he was that man who wouldn't leave me alone. But on that ferry crossing, I had a pizza. And it was the yeah. most disgusting thing I've ever eaten in my life. And I'm not fussy on some carbs. A bit like Dave, uh, yeah. like I would have gone straight for some chips or something and just gone for it. But it yeah, was, it was, I don't know how wow. you can make pizza be really yeah. nasty, but we, we couldn't had, eat it. We, it, it looked like prison food when we got it mm. out. And that, like the kids kind of, you know, gamely ate their brown food kind of thing. But I'd, I'd ordered, I know this is unwise, but it's because I was going in the very, very long queue. I was going to order like a veggie bolognese thing. Oh, and nice. Then I, and then, hmm. Was it and the then, sort of cafeteria thing where you were actually going around yeah. with a tray? Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. A long, and it was a long queue kind of thing. And then I saw just in front of me um, someone slop what looked like kind of, slightly pink soup onto some spaghetti and I realized that that oh was the veggie bolognese and I was like I don't want that anymore mm. and so then I had to make a frantic last minute decision chose some lamb stuff and it was just it was like prison food it was just like oh, I no. just I'm just gonna eat like maybe a couple of mouthfuls to make sure I don't feel burning hunger anymore and then I'm gonna stop because I just you know anyway so anyway we did we did those things oh what was Thanks, Dave. <laughs> We're going to have to pause the uh, podcast. Hang on a sec. Okay. Oh, I'm so interested in what's happening. I don't know if you can hear the noise, but there's a noise I've never heard before. It's gone. Hang on. What was that? Sake. That was Dave trying to find his phone. <laughs> oh, Dave. <laughs> And he'd left it in the bedroom, which is where oh. I'm currently recording. Oh, I always oh. think you're in your kitchen when you're in front of those cupboards. 
Wardrobe. Wardrobe. Mm. Yeah, there it's only, you it's, are. I'm, I'm trying to find a blank space to put behind me so it's not just full of all the shite that's normally Oh, mine's full of shite. I have actually tidied recently, so it's, well, I say I've tidied. I did do a bit <laughs> of tidying yesterday, actually, with Doug. But, um, oh, well done. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm so excited about so much stuff to tell you. Carry on telling me. Yeah, yeah. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. About Britney Sorry. Ferries okay. and please, so Britney Ferries. Britney Ferries. <laughs> please sort your food out it's so rank yeah. I had a, a we we just got the pizza thing from one of those little weird kiosk things but mm. on the way back we um were there for an actual I think that was just like we were a bit drunk and we thought it'd be funny but we were mm. there for an actual meal time on our way back it was breakfast and we had like a sort of full English thing from a cafeteria and it, it was really rough as well yeah pretty yeah, bad it was couldn't all... really eat it yeah, none none of it none of it was nice, and um, it was rough on the way back. We had the on the way back, we were on. It was the tail end of um, Storm Anthony. Oh, I um, didn't even know Storm Anthony had been going on. Yeah, Storm well, Anthony, we knew about it. Followed by Storm, Storm Declan. Yeah. Storm Declan. Yeah. Hall, I've got some big news. Oh yeah, you know we do a very brilliant actual magazine as well as this podcast yeah I, I'm aware and sometimes involved <laughs> well you can get your hands if you don't have it already on your very first copy of Women's Running for just 99p because you're our pod squad 99p that's actually amazing that's like not that much more than a Freddo <laughs> No, I don't even know if Freddo's cost more than 99 yeah, they might do, go actually. They might do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all you need to do is go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter podcast when it asks you for a promotion code and you'll get a copy for 99p. Isn't that lovely? That sounds epic to me. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, there was, uh, so the last part of our holiday was in in Brittany. So this was visiting my brother, and his family, um, and they've got a holiday home in a tiny on a tiny island. I've been there before, so I've probably spoken about it on the pod before. A tiny island just off the coast of Brittany, which is um, only accessible by foot. So you can't go there by your car. So you have to park your car. Cult could be. Are they? Is it a cult? <laughs> is is it a cult? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. I have met your brother. He doesn't seem like he would be in a cult, but. I, Tiny I island only accessible by foot is making yeah. me like turn, go, run. It does. It does feel a little <laughs> bit like the prisoner because it is very, yeah. very lovely. But um, it's not. And you go over by like a little ten minute kind of ferry, but you have to just carry everything on your back, kind of thing. And then, um, so that was really nice. So we had like five days there. It's really, really lovely. Um, on the way back, that ten minute ferry was one of the hairiest transportation experiences I think I've ever had because that was right oh, really? in the middle even though even though we could see each coast and it was fine and everything it was right this is when Storm Anthony which was kind of southwest England but but obviously coinciding with the top bit of Europe sort of thing um 
and um we we had to walk up a really kind of long slipway to get on the ferry in the first place and it wasn't until we sort of turned the final corner that the the wind was enough for people to be quite worried about small children it was like really really I think it was 50 mile an hour winds and I we were quite surprised that the ferry was 50 mile an hour winds let Mm. me tell you on the on the Beaufort scale what that is I don't know. <laughs> Is this anything like the Bristol t- stool chart? <laughs> yeah, have you heard about the Beaufort, Beaufort scale? <laughs> no. Okay, so zero to one, and I believe the speed is in, yeah, is it miles per hour usually that wind is done? I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. That's that's considered calm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you've got, uh, oh, sorry, it tells you miles per hour is, is yeah, naught to one. Uh Beaufort Force One <laughs> is one to three miles per hour. That's light air. Oh, light air. Uh, two, Force Two, four to seven mile per hour winds, light breeze. Mm-hmm. Three, eight to 12, that's a gentle breeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, 13 to 18, moderate breeze. We're getting into the big guns now. <laughs> uh, but we still haven't reached 50. Uh, we five, 19 to 24, fresh breeze. Definitely more than a fresh breeze. Mm. That one makes me laugh for some reason. That sounds lovely. 25 to 31, strong breeze. It was definitely more than a strong breeze. Yeah. I tell you what it was. Bloody hell, I've just yeah. seen. 32 to what 38 was... is a near gale. Yeah. 39 to 46 is a gale. Mm. So 47 to 54, which you were in, mile per hour yeah. winds, severe yeah. gale. Yeah, it was. Yeah, blimey. It was, Sorry, I'm it was... quite shocked by that. It was terrifying. And then you got storm, violent storm, and hurricane are the only three above what you were in. Yeah, so I was. I mean, thankfully it was only like a ten minute journey, but it was. But we so we got onto the boat, and then the boat was kind of you know tipping one way and the other. It was absolutely fucking terrible. It's a modern boat, and happily it was like one of those ones that have got like it had sort of two bits that went into the water rather than one central bit, so it felt kind of more stable on the water. I think they're quite used to it being quite choppy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could tell of the sort of maybe 50, 60 passengers that you could tell, you know, it was very subdued because we were just raising up and raising, you know, one side to the other, just rolling and rolling and rolling. And it was really, really fucking scary. And Were Ted and, and Felix okay? Were they... Felix was sort of ignoring it. Felix was probably hanging off the back and... Swimming in it. Winter, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But Ted, Ted went very, very worried and very pale. Yeah. And um, and it, well, I must admit, it was only kind of about two or three minutes into all of this that I, I, he was sat next to me that I turned around to, to clock his face, looking very, very, very concerned, because mm. I was very concerned. So I was in my little kind of bubble, trying not to swear, holding onto the back of Dave's seat like a kind mm. of anxious driver, not that that would do anything, and just sort of going going trying not to say fucking hell because it was really and then that wasn't kind of even the end of it because then when we finally docked and it was fine and everything we had to get out onto a very slippery slip path Mm -hmm. with kind of waves and rocks on either side and it was actually quite narrow and not only was it narrow but in the middle of it there's great big metal rings where you kind of you you know you you moor your boat um 
Oh, yeah. And and it meant, and I was dragging a, a very large suitcase with wheels. So there was very little space on either side. And if I were to drag it on the kind of left-hand side, I've, I'm not explaining this very well, but, but, but on the side of the path that I was dragging it, it was only like a few inches from falling into the water. Oh, God. And Ted was terrified and crying because the wind was whipping into the side of us and it just felt like we were going to get blown over the side and we that went on we didn't it was another kind of I don't know five minutes to get up to kind of the safety of of actual land where we didn't feel like we were going to get blown over the side so that it took me ages to get over that and so when we were then driving back to the next sort of B&B I was still in the car for about half an hour just (sighs) trying to Calm That's what my anxiety down. does always. It was, is, it's after the fact, isn't it? Because yeah. in the moment you're like concentrating on not being blown to your death, mm. and then afterwards it's like all the emotion that you couldn't feel while you were busy worrying. Oh my god, about it was not fucking awful. To death. Mm. Fucking, and there was a bit as we as we were driving actually where um, Dave was. Um, he thought there was something wrong with the car, which then made both of us go into absolute panic because we hadn't driven oh the car god, for a week, yeah. and it was like, "Oh my god, what's that noise? What's that noise?" We discovered it was just the road surface, you know. <laughs> but, oh, but, but that I think the because we already were at this heightened state of like this has been absolutely fucking horrific, and then a couple of you know just a, a minute of even additional made us so panicked and so anxious that by the yeah. time we got to the next place, we were just like, we just need to sleep. You know, yeah, it was one of those, have a big you know, snooze. Just to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we had yeah. A, a similar, slightly hairy boat experience um, that was, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it was that bad. Um, I don't know what the wind temperatures would have been, but it really felt quite choppy. Uh, yeah. When we went, we went on like a dolphin spotting thing. So, you know, like a, a boat where a bloke takes you out and then oh, you wow. see yeah. if you can find them. And, um, and we did and it was cool. And then they were like, do you want to swim with them? And we were like, <gasps> oh. Uh, and then they just sort of shove a pair of snorkels snorkel thing on your face and they go 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 and chuck you off the side and it's like fucking hell I was terrified I didn't it sounds very spoiled but I didn't really like that no. I just kept diving into sort of petrol filled water yeah. with my g- goggles immediately filling up I couldn't see anything anyway at one point days was like they're underneath you the dolphins are underneath you and I was like get me out of here now I don't want them to be underneath me I don't like this <laughs> I wouldn't like that either. Oh I god, it was like scary. Yeah, they, because they're not really unlike. I was imagining, um, you know, sort of like they're sort of dancing in the waves and they're invite, they're beckoning you in to come and join or whatever. But yeah, they weren't remotely fucking fussed by what we were doing. They were just doing their thing and diving around. And yeah. so I kept thinking, if I'm in the wrong place, I really think these dolphins are not going to give a shit about me that I will get a bottle nose I'll be bottled yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like if I can't see them because the, the water's so clear there that you could kind of you could see the bottom but it was like yeah. 10 meters deep or something so like around you was a, even if it, though it was clear water it was deep enough that it was just abyss around you yeah and it was like suddenly the dolphins would come apparently I couldn't fucking see apparently the <laughs> dolphins would come you know out of the blue quite quickly so yeah. like I've just it was essentially just sitting it was amazing but you know while I'm not going oh it was amazing I'm so lucky blah 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 it was waiting in an abyss for something to appear out of said abyss and maybe yeah. smack you in the bonds with a hor- <laughs> with a with a 
toothy, <laughs> leathery beak. <laughs> I was God. really scared. But it was cool. I but yeah, like but the waters yeah. were super choppy. And on the way yeah. out, it was pretty chill. But on the way there was, on the way back was was quite choppy. And it we we're in just a little boat. And it was like properly, you know, when it kind of goes up on a wave and then goes boom back. Yes. It smacks yeah. the bottom of the thing and everybody goes, huh. and there was this <laughs> woman who was so scared that she she was like, yeah, tearing up. And every time <gasps> she, every time the boat hit the thing, she was going, oh. <laughs> and, and my dad, who has, yeah, had a stroke. And so he can't really make like as good a use as he used to of one half of his body. Yeah. Which meant he couldn't really hold on to anything. He just kind of had to sit there. Yeah. Um, and hold his stick with one hand to kind of steady himself. And then he couldn't use the other hand to hold on to anything because his other hand isn't really strong enough to do that. He was amazing. I've never seen such good core. Talk about fitness podcast. Welcome back to the running podcast. His core Hello. strength. He yeah. just sat there like a man possessed and just clenched everything, I think. It just completely <laughs> just clenched everything. And he barely moved. He was like a brick. He's a wow, little man, but he was, he, <laughs> yeah, whereas the rest of us were just being like chucked around and screaming and <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. And then they were like, coffee? And then we just had to hold these coffees and sort of. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But, oh, but tell yeah. me, I'm interested in your, um, your running while you were there because I saw on the gram you're much better at sharing things on the gram than me. I get very anxious about putting things on the gram and whether it's going to live up to expectations, but you're really good at chucking it up there. It looked like you did quite a lot of running. Well, yeah. I mean, going back to that point, I'm I'm actually quite scared of Facebook, but I feel oh, okay on mm. Instagram. I feel mm. quite welcomed on Instagram. Um, yeah, um, I did do. I um, So I guess like our big news just before we went away like me and you is that we've been invited to <gasps> oh yeah can we say this shall I I think we can yeah say it because I've, si- I've signed it. up now I have signed <sighs> up um we've been invited to run the New York Marathon in November so that's like ridiculously exciting that's with sports so excited so so exciting and yet also obviously fucking terrified yeah because... i'm just gonna do a quick disclaimer that i'm not running the marathon before anyone starts getting excited <laughs> just in case that sounded for one second like i was running a marathon don't worry i'm not um but i am coming. <laughs> not this time so not this excited. time it's yeah it's oh an excited sneeze <laughs> funny how the allergies come on isn't it? I know. Um, yeah I am I, um, yeah I am I'm super super excited I've wanted to do it for ages and ages and ages it's going to be incredible but obviously I am terrified and um, we'd kind of agreed it just before we went on holiday so very hurriedly I think as I was going uh, I mean my running was sort of okay I was plodding along mm. all right and everything so I didn't feel too worried but just before I went I decided to um create a training plan that I could print out and take with me. Um, and I, I used it. It was a kind of, a, um, it's a mixture of three training plans. So it's one that I've used before, which was created by our very own Laura Fountain. Mm-hmm. And then there was, uh, one that, um, uh, then, and then, then I used, oh, there were, there were just a couple of others. That, um, but one, one of them that I'm using is runner, you know, R U W N A. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've only 
anyway, so I had these things and I was just trying to, you know, like sometimes when you have two, two or three training plans that you're sort of navigating between, you sort of pick the best bits and, and figure yeah. out what works for you sort of thing. And so I think I've done that okay, but it meant that I had that in my head while I was going away that I really needed to keep my running going kind of thing. So in, so the first half was in Cornwall and I did some, I did some nice kind of, um, some circuits that I've done before and then uh, then oh part of that Cornish week we were in Loo and there was um, a bit of southwest coast path that I could go on which was lovely and then there's what I had never realized about Loo is that there's there's these really nice woods um sort of away from the kind of marina um that were like they're like you know when you get somewhere where there's walking paths that are made for old people who are slightly unsteady on their pins yes and, oh it's brilliant so it was like big and national wide. walkers in fact actually, yeah. those can be quite difficult can't they some of them can be but this was definitely a, a very lovely manageable mostly bridal paths kind of wood tracks and really well marked and stuff <clears throat> which I really appreciated so that was re- I had some lovely runs out there and then yeah when I was in um uh on on Brayat the the island that there was lots of running around there but that, that island is so small the one in France it's so small it's um it's pretty much it's 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 two islands kind of joined together by a spit and from we were kind of right down in the bottom and to run right to the north right over the two islands it was about two miles and really okay yeah and the day after I'd had this last year as well actually when I was training for London Marathon um the day after I got there I knew that I had to do about 10 or 11 miles and you just have to go up and down five times. Well, it's kind of of those two islands. There are it's all. I mean, it's traffic free, which is a blessing. Um, but, and there's loads and loads of paths, so it's not just like one straight road up and down. It's just there's loads and loads of different kind of routes and things that you can take. Um, so I was just getting myself. I did do eleven miles while I was there, but yeah, there was lots of kind of going round and round and round and kind of weaving in and out and checking my phone, checking maps, even though you can't yeah. really get lost, but kind of going, oh, I don't know whether to go left or right or whatever. Um so there was a lot of that. So it felt a bit stop starty. Um and then I just carried on because I was I was a bit terrible with my strength work and stuff. So i I just ran pretty much every morning apart from the yeah. last one. And it it was fine. Don't forget you were on holiday though. I was on holiday, but it was, it was, it was fine. And, but I wasn't doing any kind of proper training runs. I was just doing no, like, I'm going to do three miles a day. I'm going to do four miles. Mm-hmm. How did you, what, did you do any running while you were there? Yeah, but like, <clears throat> I'm just really not very good at the heat. I really, I know mm. that it's not that much, like 26 degrees, but no, it, felt is really, it felt really close and I, yeah. I, I, I didn't really love it. So mm. I instead did, um, like the hotel thing, resort thing did, um, offered loads of exercise classes. <clears throat> oh, I did like hit classes, Zumba classes, yeah. yoga classes. So I went to as many of those as I could. But now, sorry, I've interrupted your thing. But no, I was going to say to to fuel some of this running, like or just just out of routine panic. I was getting yeah. on so well with my couch to five k, and now I'm realizing that oh, yeah. it's literally like a, a month and a bit until um, the um, the Vitality 10K. And because yeah. I had taken more, I didn't, I only did like one run when I was away. I mm. have like five weeks, six weeks or something left of Couch to 5K. And I'm realizing that if I, if I complete it, I'm not going to have time to do, to like build up to 10. Yeah. So I think I'm just going to have to kind of be like, well, that was good. 
and start doing a 10k training plan now yeah. which feels a little bit panicky because I knew what I was doing and I was in like a routine with it a bit and now I'm a bit like oh I'm back in that place where I'm a bit lost about what I need to do I am thinking quite seriously about runner as yeah. well runner with an a yeah well have a look at it um, because what you can, what I realized was, so I, mm. I think you've got, first of all, I think you've got plenty of time. I think yeah, you're absolutely fine. I know fine. it's and, okay. Yes. Think about all the miles you've done before. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you, if you want to, you know, you can run, walk it. Yeah. And I know that we're going with our pals, you know, it's pod squad and it will all be, exactly. it will all be fine. It's um, absolutely I think fine. I just had a bit of a panic when I got back from holiday where it was like back to reality. And I was like, great, well, I can crack back on my five, my couch to 5k. And then I was like, <gasps> if I finish this, then I'm going to have like only a few weeks to prepare for the vitality. Yeah. So I kind of need to sack this off now. I, I think, it, look, you can go, you can, it's the thing about couch to 5k is that people return to it all the time and you can go back to it afterwards when you want to build up fitness again. But I mm. think the thing is, is that you are clearly already fit. So I don't think you need to worry about that. And you've done the miles. You've done you've done so many yeah. miles. And, you know, you did a half marathon like, I know. not that long ago. I never believe that I'm fit. I really noticed that on holiday because I felt like when I was surrounded by a lot of people um, who doing lots of these exercise classes and stuff, like when I was surrounded by a lot of people who um, are, I don't know, I don't want to call all of us lot not normal, but like mm. maybe people who don't exercise multiple times a week all the time yeah um like I felt I felt a bit more confident and I was like oh okay I've 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 done a bit more yoga than everyone here or I've done or I feel a bit more comfortable going to a Mm -hmm. Zumba class than or whatever and that but I I think it really made me realize that in my normal life because we work in the fitness industry I never yes I always think I'm absolute bottom of the rung fitness like yeah. yeah, and isn't that bullshit? I know exactly mm. what you mean. That in in our uh, in our world, we can feel like complete imposters. Yeah, but then Always. suddenly, when you're, when you're faced with like, so I was, you know, on holiday with um, with my family, with my brother's family, and with my mum, and in in this in this holiday in France, and um, I was the only one doing anything. I was the only mm. one doing. I mean, people were cycling to the boulangerie for you know, panoraisin and stuff, but there was, there was very little kind of, oh, and there was some swimming, but there wasn't, there wasn't, you know, I was weird to be doing what yeah. I'm doing. And, and, and I think we can quite easily forget that actually we are, although we'd love it to be more of a percentage of the population, we are a small part of the population, aren't we? Um, yeah. Yeah. And actually it makes you realise like I've realized how much it is a part of me that makes me feel good. Like when I was away, I thought it's so lovely to be in a position where that's never would have been me five years ago. It was, it was never me to join in on stuff like that. I've been to, um, not really, but I've been like to campsites or whatever before where there's like aquarobics going on and I would never feel confident to join in on that stuff. And I would never really want to. And actually that was such a lush part of my holiday because the other thing about the all-inclusive is that they absolutely ply you with booze all the time. Yeah. Like sometimes even if you were like, I'd like, I'd actually really not like to drink tonight. I'd like a pineapple juice or whatever. They'd be like, no, we're going to bring you a beer. (laughs) And like, (laughs) it is quite fun, but it was a bit like, bloody hell, I need to find some ways of breaking up this so that I don't just feel... And, And it was great to be able to have 
a bit of accountability of going to those classes um yeah. I knew I wanted to go to them and so I could factor them into my day and make sure that I was not three pina coladas deep and yeah. then it felt like I could really reward myself by going and having a lovely meal and relaxing afterwards or whatever and it was it was yeah. really nice so nice that's exactly. and that's so much more me now it never would have been I would have been yeah. like well, why would I have that when I could just have fun doing exactly what I want to do all the time but now I love doing stuff like that Adds yeah, such a I, nice I, balance I I yes it's the balance of it mm. isn't it and I and I know I know that we should try and unpick the kind of you know um activity and reward thing and in using food as reward or or booze as reward or whatever but i mean that's i mean who can untangle that shit no not me do you know what i mean i just i can't do that and yeah, I, definitely... I mean you deserve to have a pina colada when you're on holiday but also exactly. i'm i i still feel like if i've done a class and i feel like i've worked hard then i'm gonna really enjoy that because yeah, i'm gonna feel yeah. like yeah i just did that and now it's not reward it's not saying not not reward in the sense that it's like i would deny myself this is like if i hadn't done it yeah it's more just the fact that it's like if you've done something a bit tough then you really enjoy the nice thing afterwards I think exactly exactly yeah. and w- when I was in France there was a lot a lot of white carbs obviously mm. so there was loads of croissant there was so loads was of baguettes. baguettes and yeah. you have uh, uh, yeah. more baguettes <laughs> and les madeleines lots oh, and yeah. lots beaucoup, beaucoup de madeleines beaucoup de madeleines so, yeah yeah there was plenty <laughs> of that going on so it was it did feel it I, I know that running doesn't cancel that out and that's not why I was doing it, but it definitely, you know, as we've talked about before, like holiday running for me, it gives me like this kind of time on my own. And I'm sure that when you're doing your classes, you know, it's time away from your family, isn't it? So Mm. it's kind of like, it gives you that little bit of kind of mental kind of away time. So that's so super useful. And then on top of that, you do feel like you can pile into the croissants afterwards in a way in which maybe you might've been a bit more reticent to do otherwise. So that all felt like really good. And Yeah. It's more just feeling, I don't think we should, I think it is, it can be negative a hundred percent, especially with people who've had eating disorders and things to associate it with like, I earn the calories that I get to eat or whatever. Like you always deserve to have croissants, bloody shove them in your gob, I say. But I think... It is more to do with that life push and pull thing, isn't it? That like joys all the time actually get a bit sickly sweet. Exactly. Like giving yourself ups and downs is what it's all about. I I read a a proverb. It was a Finnish proverb because the Finns are the happiest people in the world, supposedly. If we've got any Finnish listeners, let us know why. But... uh, they, I, some one Finnish person was saying that there's a, pro, a proverb which is like happiness is somewhere between um, too little and too much. Ah, and yes. it's that, isn't Perfect. it? You've got to yeah. give yourself the ups and downs of like I'm going to do something that feels like a bit. A li- I still really love doing those classes, and I'm sure you yeah. still loved doing those runs. But it's like do something that feels a little bit more disciplined, that feels like it's exercising a different part of my brain, which is the part that likes to feel like I've done something a bit hard or I've done... Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to exercise the part of my brain that absolutely loves cream or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, yeah. Because we came back and like the, the first thing, I think, you know, we woke up the following day after kind of arriving back, it was yesterday and... um. And, uh, uh, you know, school holidays at the moment and um, got to lunchtime and Ted said, 
please don't give me a ham sandwich. And, you know, before we went on holiday, this would be his absolute go-to of choice. But because mm. we've been having ham, like jambon beurre, bloody yeah. every bloody day, it meant that by today he was like, I have, I am sick of it. I'm hammed <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah, give me some frigging broccoli, kind of. Didn't quite <laughs> say that, but yeah. Desperate for veg. So yeah, I think that... Um, I really, really, really enjoyed my running for all of those reasons. And I do, I do feel like I used it quite well, but I must admit that I came back. And so we'd done a huge day of traveling. We'd, we'd, we'd started at sort of, um, half past six in the morning and we'd got back about eight o'clock at night on the Sunday. And then Monday morning, I knew that what I had to do was my long run. So I yeah. had to get up at the, happily because it is the school holidays. I don't have to think about factoring it in before getting the kids up. But I went out at seven o'clock in the morning to do 11 miles. And Fair play. Oh, yesterday. Yesterday. And you then first day back at work. when I saw you at oh, work. Oh my God. I don't know how I did it. I don't know how I did it. But I am very, very pleased I did it because one thing I was doing on Sunday was kind of, was really, del- although I downloaded Runner, I really, I hadn't made use of it particularly. And on yeah. Sunday I was having a look at it and I realized there was loads and loads of stuff on there that I hadn't kind of factored in. Firstly, that I can link it to my Garmin. Oh, that's cool. Really cool. Oh, I might uh, download it right now while we're... Just do it. Yeah. Um, so I, I could do that. Also that it offers, not only does it offer you kind of, not only does it tell you like, like, so when you, when you first go on it, you put in like what you're training for, how many weeks away it is, your level of fitness. It was, I think you put in like what, what the longest and fastest you've run before so that they can, within the last couple of months so that they can kind of factor that into kind of what they suggest you do. And, you know, when you want to run, how many times a week you want to run. Um, but on top of that, they also do strength workouts as well, which I oh, thought that's this, great. Was, this was brilliant because, Actually, my my boot camps have kind of faded off a little bit over the summer holidays, which does tend to be the case. And I was like, oh, Christ, I'm never going to do it unless it's in the diary. Here, it's in the diary. So I could add in how many strength workouts I want to do and also like what kit I've got at home. So I could put in, oh, I've got a kettlebell, I've got dumbbell and I've got a band, but I don't have anything else. So um, so you just you tick those off. And so now I have two strength workouts and I did one this morning. Oh, well done. I'm going to do one at lunchtime today. They're so good. And they're so good. And 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 really, like, so unlike Really? Any other... Do you think yeah. they're... Because I was going to do one of my classic um, dance hit class things this lunchtime. Yeah. Maybe I should get runner set up and see what it suggests. Oh, Hol, I think do Do I need spots. things? Do I need... Ca- I don't have a kettlebell. No, you can do it without any exercise. With any without any, the, oh, I love the sound of that. Without any kit, without any kit, so you can just you you just tick the bits that say kit. Um, oh, I see. Got uh, you, got you. So you can say, I yeah. don't have a, I don't hand weights. I don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So, um, so because you can you can quite easily do a full body workout without using any kit whatsoever. So, yeah, and yeah, I mean, and if you've got I really an bit... the size of mine, then that's a kettlebell in itself. Well, you know, we, body weight is body weight. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, we're all kind of, un, I, I did the feeblest press-ups and stuff. But anyway, so I thought that was that was really, really good. But, I mean, with you right now, with the kind of, with the 10K kind of on the horizon, I think you do do what sparks joy. What you don't want to do is start doing something that's going to make you feel shit about yourself. Okay. I love that. Uh, <laughs> that made me warm inside. Oh, that- 
Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra Pod Squad benefits from just £2 a month, including newsletters, live chats, and you can join our Pod Squad chat room too. Go to Patreon, that's P A T R E O N dot com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The producer and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way, you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running.